folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip-hop that examines where hip-hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suwami. And I'm James Rathbone. And we're back. It's been it's been a few weeks. Uh, you know, our last episode was our Swagger Right one. We actually did sit down with a rapper to record another interview episode, and it went, like, hilariously horribly. Yeah. Like, it was a teenage rapper whose name I won't say. This is, like, a few weeks ago. And he's, like... He's very famous. Very famous and about to be. He's not A-list yet. Mm-hmm, but he's close. He's like, he's probably like he's A minus or B plus. He's he's gonna be a massive star. Mm-hmm. You know, he's already he's already doing big shows like big around numbers. the world and yeah. big numbers. But um yeah, he was just not super interested in being <laughs> yeah. interviewed at that point. Yeah, I mean, it really felt like he was like a kid and he was he was like you were kind of like dragging his feet through the store, you know, <laughs> like yeah. he was like shopping with his mom, basically like, yeah, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Very much. so. At, at, at one point, he started eating fucking Jolly Ranchers <laughs> as he's answering the questions. And I was just like, what? I, I was like ready to just end the interview right there and just be like, let's go on about our days. Yeah. And James was so admirable in how, how <laughs> earnest you were in asking the questions. You were asking really thoughtful questions and really like trying to connect with him, which I was I thought was very impressive. But I was like, <laughs> man, fuck this. I got shit to do, you know, <laughs> like straight up and at the end of it. The interview ended up lasting like seven minutes. And at the end of it, I said to like we the, the room cleared out um, his like handlers, whatever they all left. And then it was it was just us. And I was like, uh, are we going to record the intro? I said to our producer, Kyle, and he's like, you want to use that? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's why the hiatus has been for so long. Yeah, um, that way it was so morally defeating that we were like, how do we even come back? From yeah, this? I, I couldn't. I honestly couldn't speak to James or Kyle for two weeks. Like I was like, don't message me, don't hit me up on Instagram, don't watch my stories on Instagram. If I see you watch my stories on Instagram, it's a problem, you know. So yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, we're really excited to be back. We're gonna do a best of the year episode, mm-hmm. and then we'll do a best of the decade episode uh, next week. And then that will kind of be the end for this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not we're not really sure what direction we're going to go in uh, after this, um, but just stay tuned. Yeah, we, we have a few options on the table, and we're just examining them. So we'll we'll keep you abreast of what's up uh, by following our Instagram account. And uh, yeah, stay in, stay in, keep subscribed. It, stay or if in. you're not subscribed somehow, and you're listening to this, you know, subscribe now because that that way when you know the new stuff comes, you'll be ready and and. It'll just be right there on your phone, laptop, or iPad. Yes, yes. Anyway, all that aside, um, what do we have coming up? Do we have anything to promote? Mm, it was a holiday party on Boxing Day. Yeah, we have our holiday party on Boxing Day. All the money uh, goes to charity. Yeah, it's going to go to Sistering. It's a local shelter in Toronto. So if you're mm-hmm. in the shelter in Toronto. Yeah, it's a women's shelter in Toronto. They do really great sort of... I don't know, just some of the most necessary work uh, in our community. And this is our third year sponsoring them, supporting them. Uh, so, yeah, come out. We're going to be playing two Usher albums. Oh, my God. Amazing. 8701 and Confessions. Oh, my back God. Back to back. And then oh a little God. DJing. And it'll just be really nice. And, and, yeah, it's Boxing Day. What else are you going to do Boxing Day Eve? Where, where is the party, James? It's at Bangarang. Nice. On College Street in Toronto. Yes. Yeah, Little Italy. Yes. It's kind of a, a trendy neighborhood these days. Is it? People say that. People are liars. <laughs> my guy. All right, let's get into this episode. Let's do it. All 
All right, so the way that we're doing this is that James and I have both selected five albums and five singles from the year that are, uh, I guess, our favorites or what we would consider to be the best to us personally. I'm not going to say this is any kind of proclamation about what I think is actually the most quality music that has been released this year. These Mm. are just the the things that stood out most to me that have also connected with me the most. Yeah. I I mean, as I find myself making these lists, I'm like, this shit is so subjective. There's one album that didn't make my top five that's like my number six album that might be actually in the future my number one album, but I've been the place I work at plays it all the time, so Mm. I'm so sick of it. So it's like, I recognize that it is a classic i don't know if it's going to be on your list what is it solange oh yeah yeah is it on your list no it's not so the solange record i really liked it and i think i liked it more than than i I liked it a little bit more than you did when it came out and we did a pod on it uh Uh, and uh i was you know the videos are incredible and it it came out at a nice place in time for me but i fuck it's like perfect Restaurant music. Yeah. It you know is. what I mean? It's just like it's there's so, n- there's not a ton of swearing. Yeah, it's it's like it's ambient. Atmospheric. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it has it has all of those those traits. Yeah. All right. Should we get into the songs or get the, into the albums? Albums, yes. Yeah. Albums. Uh so what is your number five album? So my number five album is uh by an artist that kind of came out of nowhere to me. Like I think it's like people in the Boosie Fade group were really posting about him a lot, and I finally just checked him out. It is a uh, St. John's Ghetto Lenny's oh, Love Songs. Wow. Like, honestly, it's the lane that, that St. John occupies is such a unique one because mm. it's like he's an extremely versatile artist. He's like he can do trap. He can do, you know, rock influence, mm-hmm. like emo-esque singing. Like it's like and he's like an, a great rhymer mm-hmm. and a great singer. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, listening to this album, it's it was wild because it's such a wild experience because I felt like my favorite song on the album would change with each listen every time i listen to the album um he's like he calls himself ghetto lenny as a like a play on like he's big lenny kravitz fan (laughs) 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 you know which is amazing yeah and uh this this is all like you know very evident on his previous project which is called collection one Mm -hmm. and then on this album he actually has lenny on a song which is just like you know the glow up is real um, but there's a lot of songs that really stand out to me on this. Like the big single was like Trap with Lil Baby, which is like a, a good song, but not even close to being my favorite. Um, mm. I like, you know, 94 Bentley, I Can Fucking Tell, um, Cult Forever. These are all songs that it's like they you just you just feel them. <laughs> they're just like they're just imbued with so much like emotion and like sincere emotion. I think it's because I think that, you know, I don't know for me with with the way that we talked about, you know, the there's been a lot of like emotive music in the last few years mm-hmm. from rappers, you know, the trippy reds, Lil Peeps, mm-hmm. um, Juice World, RIP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of artists are kind of like dipping into that well. But I would say some people, not those artists that I mentioned, but some of the people that are doing it, it feels like an affectation. Like it's yes. like it's just like, you know This is the current mode. It's the current mode. It's like a character. It's like it's like it's the epitome of fake deep to me. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it's yeah. like fake deep. Yeah. And sure. And I feel I ne- you never get a vibe of that with with uh, any of the St. John songs, and it's because of the the writing is very emotive and it's very evocative and very specific. Mm. So I will play. Uh, there's quite a few songs I would love to hear from here, but like I, I think we should. I'll play um, "94 Bentley" by St. John.
Okay, James, what's your number five album? Um, so my number five album is, and you know, it's number five is really tough. There are a couple things, a couple albums really sort of vying for that spot, but I'm going to go with Mike Tears of Joy. Mm. Uh, Mike is like an alternative rapper from New York. I've kind of, we kind of mentioned him a couple times in the past on the pod. Yes. Um, basically, if you like, yeah, I draft. Yeah, it's true. I did draft him on in our uh, <laughs> our 2019 freshman rap freshman fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of a later round pick. Uh, he's an underground rapper from New York. He's sort of similar to Earl Sweatshirt current mode mm-hmm. you know this sort of slightly offbeat rhyming with these sort of like hazy samples very uh it's like there used to be conscious rap where it was like rapping about government and <laughs> pyramids and stuff and then being and, homophobic for half of it as well. yeah exactly yeah the essential part of yeah. conscious rap is like being super homophobic yeah exactly also like denouncing misogyny and then having this really narrow definition of what femininity is. Yeah, natural hair. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> no exactly. makeup. Yeah, those, exactly. Oh my god, this is the <laughs> fucking worst. Yeah. So anyway, that was conscious rap. This is self-conscious rap. You know, like it's like rapping about their feelings. Did you coin about... that term? I just did. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Like, Earl, you know, Earl, uh, some rap songs. Really great example of that. And there's this whole little genre uh, that. Is sort of, you know, starting to to bloom of these often self produced, and and this is like going to be, in my opinion, of this maybe micro genre, maybe bigger sub genre is like Tear the Joy is a wonderful example of it. It's in the time when there's so much artifice in rap, mm-hmm. you know, like rap has always there's always been a persona aspect to rap, but I there's never been more artifice than there is now. It's to the point where rappers are have become kind of self self-aware about it. Like Lil Tecca doing when he did his like genius thing was like, all of this song is false. You know, he's like, I don't have Glocks. I don't have multiple girlfriends. I got one girlfriend, you know, it's like <laughs> oh, this kind of thing. I'm not turning any, he's not turning anyone into a dancer, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, with his twin Glocks. Yeah. Whereas like Mike just feels very real, very relatable, you know, like it, it's, and, and it's like a nice response sort of to, the emo rap that can sometimes feel a little overly modeling, mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. is much more measured. So I wonder if my number four will be on your list, but my number four album of this year is Megan Thee Stallion's Fever. It is in my honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I, when I was like going over, I, you know, we talked about this a bit, like I generally for years, like would just hate lists mm-hmm. just in general. Cause I'm like, I, who even evaluates music or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Like here's a top 10, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, top 10 sandwiches I ate this year. Yeah. I mean, I actually would be interested in reading that list from somebody. Yeah, because like, right, especially put you on to new sandwiches. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But I mean, in terms of like ranking art or whatever, it's weird to me. But I, I do find it instructive just to remind yourself of like what you enjoy during the year. Mm-hmm. And as, as I was like making this list, I was like, you know, I really enjoyed the Megan album when it came out. And like, I haven't listened to it a ton since then. Mm-hmm. I like really played it like, crazy for that first like three weeks after it came out mm-hmm. um but i think it's just like you know when you have an album that's like like this one which is just like they're just like good rapping songs mm-hmm. that aren't really about anything they're not like about like weighty topics or anything like yeah, that yeah. it's just like bars yeah, and it's yeah. like it's fun and it's good it's like enjoyable to listen to you it they they kind of serve like maybe a more short ter- short-term purpose mm-hmm but that doesn't discount like how good they are yeah, in my opinion very true. you know it's very true and this album for me was just like, you know, with Megan 
felt like so much watching her come up through these different freestyles, like outside of a car somewhere in Houston mm -hmm. or at radio stations and seeing her kind of like ascendancy. This when this album was about to come out, I was like really nervous because I was like, I want this album to hit the yeah, way yeah. that her freestyles have been hitting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it absolutely delivered on that promise. Mm -hmm. And it just like it basically anointed her as like the next one of the next big things. You yeah. Know? And it's like it, it's I mean not to be so basic as to compare it to the Cardi B album, but it's a similar kind of thing where it's like they had this big moment, everything was leading up to it, and then they knocked it out of the park when they had that it's moment. True. And now they're solidified, yeah, you yeah. know? And, you know, if you think about this album, there's not even really... The breakout song is Cash Shit with the baby Because mm -hmm. he's also had a breakout year. Yeah. But none of these songs are actually like super massive breakout, no. like, you know, you hear on the radio all the time kind of hits. Mm -hmm. Maybe Cash Shit. But, like, outside of that, like, not much. But mm -hmm. there's there's... Tons of great rapping on here. Um, I really like dance, which yeah, is dance like, is really good. which is like a um, sort of strip club song. Totally, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you know, Simon says with Juicy J, mm -hmm. uh, and but my, my favorite song on this album is actually a, like a verse, some verses of hers that actually came up before the album. It's like a freestyle. It's the last song of the album. It's called the Running Up Freestyle. Mm. And I remember even when I first saw this, this is kind of the thing that I was like oh my God, okay, this Megan is for real, you mm -hmm. know? like, And I think that the thing about her style even that's interesting to me is that some rappers are really good at sounding like they're not trying to rap well, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, Whereas yeah. Megan sounds very practiced to me, like yes. somebody who's like this trying to rap yeah, well. Yeah. And I actually like that. It makes it sound better to me. Yeah, you know I what agree. I mean? It's it, it's like almost, it's very similar to the baby in some ways. Yeah. Even though but he's, he sounds a little more effortless with it. Yeah. You know, but it's like, but it's still like, there's, it's very effortful. Yeah. You know? I mean, like most of the, in my opinion, most of the best rappers in history are the ones that have the effort on them. You know, like you don't think of Nas and you're like, oh, it's so effortless for Nas. Uh -huh, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Only like like Tupac of all like the, the kind of bigger people or like, or if you put like Young Thug or Future, who I, I think are, are sort of effortless uh -huh. types as well. But like Drake, for example, is effortful. Kendrick is effortful. In my opinion, uh -huh. you know, that's true. That's depending true. on the Drake. But. Yeah, it depends on the Drake song. That's true. But, but yeah. some of it is for sure. Yeah, that's a very good point. Well, uh, let's listen to one song from uh, Megan Thee Stallion's Fever. This is Running Up Freestyle. <laughs> on my list is by NBA Youngboy or Youngboy Never Broke Again, whatever it actually is. It's Youngboy Never Broke Again because the NBA was like, listen, because like, you know, his logo <laughs> was the Jerry West NBA silhouette with a guy holding a gun. <laughs> that is icon. It's so good. And of course the NBA was like, listen, no, yeah. too many of our players actually do this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. try to forget those days. Um, and it, the album is AI Youngboy 2, uh, sort of in the, the, the title, sort of in the trend of uh, 
uh, you know, LeBron, uh, Flocka, James. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. Um, it's so NBA young boy. I don't even know. We've talked about him very briefly on the pod before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, sort of a problematic fave of. Yeah, he's a super problematic man. Yeah, but he's like he's from Baton Rouge. When he his career almost uh, never happened because mm-hmm. he got brought in on a murder charge. Uh, you know, Baton Rouge is a very rough place. I mean, he's not the little boozy. The inspiration behind our. Uh, our DJ Nate's name and and the early or early and played a little bit more early on in our time, you know he had sort of a similar thing where he he went you know Baton Rouge is a rough city it's mm-hmm. it's and NBA young boy has some has somehow gone from that almost going down for murder and never having a rap career to we don't really see it in Toronto but in like the South he is like the biggest rapper in America right yeah, now yeah um you know it <laughs> like I've been watching uh, the show. Last Chance You. Mm-hmm. And the amount that young boys played before football games is insane. Yeah. I actually saw a tweet that someone someone wrote. He's like, you know, if, if young boy was out when I was in high school, I'd be playing D1 right now. Because <laughs> 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 it's like he makes really incredible like pump up music. Yeah. And he, he can he a lot of times will tend to rap really fast yeah. or he, he also does the more melodic stuff. But yeah. when he's rapping fast, it makes you want to run through a brick wall at yeah. a high speed. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he's sort of in the Kodak Black mode, not quite as chaotically evil uh, as Kodak Black, but yeah. he is. But it's the same kind of thing where there's this like, you know, he's always seemed to be getting into trouble in real life. Yeah, and the music is so reflective, has so much. It's like has so much soul in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, his like hype stuff is still probably my favorite side of him rather than yeah, the more same. soulful stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's hard I'm to say though. Fans. Yeah. Like I think of like like uh his song from last year, um Diamond Teeth Samurai, yeah. which is the best song title maybe I've ever heard. Yeah, in yeah. Rap. Diamond Teeth Samurai. Yeah, it's like a riff rat a lyric, you know. <laughs> it's true, it is. Yeah, I mean like I think of that song that's like a pump up song that's yeah. like incredible. Yeah. But I also love like, you know, something else like Outside Today. Outside Today is you know? fantastic. Yeah. Um so but my so my favorite song is that said is probably in control, which is I uh, definitely of the uh, pump up variety. So let's listen to the SK machine guns, it's two of us with four nines. Tripping off no boat, nigga. That fuck nigga get blowed down. Riding around with no sticks, nigga. These bitch niggas get rolled down. You ain't know with the shit, nigga. We'll slide on them, they know it now. Pull over with them poles, nigga. Froze and get shot down. Young boy in control, niggas know I blow your block down. He was with his pros, talking bold, but he not now. You want some fame? We got them glitzes, get your hat now. Money on your head, I get your bankroll. I wake your mammy and your daddy if you ain't no. She acting classy, throw some money on the stank hole. I pull up acting with that ratchet in my raincoat. Whip out that Glock, get out your top and get your brain blow. We got them Hellcats, but we dipping in the Rangos. Go with your move, we pop your ass and get your name known. And that's a fact, that nigga mad because his man's gone. Okay, so my number three album of the year is by a, a, a fresh young rapper, or fresh, like, you know, nearing his 30s rapper named DaBaby. It is Baby on Baby. Um, so I first heard the baby in February, and I can trace it back to that day because there's a specific post in the Boosie Fade group that that I that I remember starting me on this the baby journey. Mm-hmm. And he's probably I was looking at my most listened to artists from this year, 
and uh, L- Lil Peep is number one. Wow. Because I play his songs a lot on repeat because they're just great when you're like at work or something. Because, right. you know, it's like, it's just like they're atmospheric in a way and there's like not too many lyrics all the time. And you're really happy at work is what you're and saying. And I'm <laughs> super thrilled. <laughs> uh, oh, God. <laughs> no. Um, but the baby is like number two or number three. And he's, and it's like, I felt like, you know, the first the first song I heard from him and the first video I watched was for the song Walker, Texas Ranger. Mm-hmm. And I watched the video while I listened to the song. And like just on a pure, especially having not being introduced, having not seen or heard him rap before. Yeah. Seeing his rap style and watching the video was just like the perfect marriage, which I think is a big part of his appeal and like mm-hmm. why he's actually becoming so popular and how his songs kind of continue to blow up after they've been out for a while. It's like the video adds so much to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Walker, Texas Ranger is like, just class, what now we can call it classic to baby, which is just like you know, super uh, aggressive, fast, fast, very funny, yeah, and very inventive in the ways that he's telling you he's gonna beat your ass. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's just you know, there's uh, there's one part of this song where he's like, you know, he, this is and this is like kind of like a thing that rappers have this idea is one that rappers have said. Before, but he was like talking about like putting someone on a T-shirt, which yeah, yeah. essentially means I'm gonna kill you and have to memorialize you. Yeah, it's like very grim, grim thing to say. Mm-hmm. But he makes it so funny. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's basically like describing what it's gonna look like. You know, somebody wearing your shirt looking at him is gonna look like. Yeah, you know? yeah. And in the video, they like they really visualize this in a very like unique way. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, all to say, I love this album. It's got tons of bangers. This is the album that has Suge on it. Yeah. This has babysitter with offset. Yeah. Baby on and baby. Even like I was listening, I started, I got back into this album like in the last week, uh, maybe in preparation for this, but I just kept listening to it and not listening to other stuff I was supposed to listen to. Um, that it was like this album, it just, it's, it's just hit after hit. It just like doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It made me kind of want to go back to the gym, you know, like I haven't worked out in a while. I was like, this music really could motivate me. It could be the difference maker mm-hmm. a healthy lifestyle. And you know the baby also just his look makes makes one want to go. That's to the gym. true. Yeah, I just want to be able to like wear a superhero, a tight ass turtleneck like him, and just have it be <laughs> rippling with muscles. You know. Um. So I don't know. There's a few songs I really love on this album. Uh, Suge is the is the breakout hit. Spent some time in the top ten of the Billboard Hot 100. But for me, I like I really enjoy. Hmm. There's a few that we could play. Let's you know. I'll, I'll let's go with Joggers, which features his uh, his protege. Stunner for Vegas. So this is Joggers from the baby's baby on baby. I keep trying to pull up my pants. Uh-huh. I got 30,000 in my joggers. Mm. I got the pistol on the flight. The flight. I just flew out to LA from Charlotte. That bitch ain't get shit for Christmas. She nodded. In the car with her head down, she nodded. Mm. And her boyfriend gon' act like you with it. Till I put the 4-5 on his noggin. Fuck all that talking, just put a few mil on the table and give me a pen and I'm signing. I just cut up my bitch. Why? Cause you ain't really with me, be honest. You know I'm a motherfucking pimp, she don't get steak and shrimp beat and took a little bitch to McDonald's. Put a bag on your motherfucking head, better watch what you say on my motherfucking pics in my comments. In the four, I'm a motherfucking giant. A king like a motherfucking lion. Yeah. All these little niggas act like they want that. Uh-huh. We gon' slide in your DMs, we sliding. Better call up the homicide unit, I make them pull out yellow tape with the sirens. They gon' make me come set the bitch off when I pull that bitch out, it's too late to say sorry. Uh-uh. Nigga thought I would pussy, could they hurt me? Singing the bitches like YK Osiris. I got my mind on my mind. Let's run up some motherfucking commas. Yeah. Let's go to the motherfucking bank. So I really, the baby, uh, that record is in my honorable mentions. But my next record, my number three record, has to be on your list. So much fun by Young Thug. 
Son of Mellows. Wow. Yeah. I did enjoy the, I did enjoy the album, but it's we didn't not. have uh we don't have any cro- well maybe we'll see. Maybe yeah, we'll we see. still I know we have at least one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um so, you know, this album is kind of funny because at first uh everyone I knew was like raving about it. Our good friend Mo was like Sent, would always like send me these videos in the Uber of him like playing it. Uh, and <clears throat> I didn't, I, for whatever reason, that's sort of the first week, I just kind of didn't get around to listening to it very intensely. I, I remember listening to uh, like a couple songs. But the thing is, it's just like, it's just like one of those albums with no bad songs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like we, we have a whole episode about this. This this so I'm not going to talk about it too long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I don't really need to say any more because we say it all in that episode. Episode 48. Episode. Go listen to episode 48. We're not going to play a song from it. We play a bunch of them in that episode. Just go listen to episode 48 to get the inside scoop on. Uh, so much fun. Yes, it's a great album. Yeah. I mean, we said it all in that episode. So please go and listen to that. Um, so my number two album of the year mm-hmm. is. Polo G's Dial Legend. Mm. Um, this is an album that I should probably should be on my list, but I just have for some reason haven't listened to it enough. Yeah, that's that's f- completely fair. It's and this is like you know when you talk about this is an album that to me will age really well mm-hmm. because it's not about being trendy or a certain sound or anything like mm-hmm. that, and the writing is just so specific and controlled over the course of the album mm-hmm. and polo g to me is like re- very representative of this like kind of new breed of rappers you're seeing with like roddy rich mm-hmm. little tj mm-hmm. that these are just dudes who are really 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 good at writing songs yeah you know and very soulful very soulful very emotive very reflective yeah and it's like it's a new spin on a kind of like familiar format. Yeah, it's kind of like like in some ways they're similar to like a little boozy or meek in that they're sort of this soulful street thing, or even going back to the '90s where that kind of thing was a little bit more common. But they sing. Uh, yes, it's true. And they there's it's sort of like it's sort of like drill music in some respects. It mm. seems like it owes a lot to drill music, but instead of it just being like kill the ops music, it's like the sadness about the realities of ops getting killed. Because yes. someone, your op might be my friend. Yes, you that's right. I mean? That's right. Well, that's a really good way. It's a really good way of putting it. Um, yeah. And I think some of the, some of the, you know, some of the best songs of the year are mm-hmm. on this album. Like yeah, pop, pop out, out. with little TJ is like yeah. the breakout hit. Um, but my favorite on this uh, album is a song called Through the Storm and uh, it's like this is definitely one of my most played songs of the year but you want to talk about like it perfectly encapsulates what you just described that like the sadness of of, of you know ops and just like because you're everyone you know in, in this in this like universe mm-hmm. of this music it's like you know by virtue of being in this world mm-hmm. you have a ton of enemies yeah and that at any moment you know it could be you or it could be your best friend like you're like you're People are looking to take you out, basically. Yeah. And I feel like this song is about kind of weathering all of that Mm. and getting to the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, Through the Storm by Polo G. No, my grandma's still with me when they get cold. I feel your spirit. Talking to my little sister, phone calls. Through securities, walking, courting them shackles. See my mama, her eyes staring. Trying to work towards these blessings, but the devil keep interfering. Everybody go through something, it's all about perseverance. They was counting me out. I put passion in every lyric. Fuck a sack up and even spend some racks on my appearance. Yeah, I know that they hate. I'm the man they 
ain't trying to hear it Phone on D&D, I'm out in Cali Whipping through the mountains Just cruising, feeling my soul Windows down, speakers pounding Yeah, my engine roaring in that Gucci Tiger Grouse Expensive taste, my clothes foreign I be dripping like a fountain Need new shoes, I started hustling Cause I didn't get no allowance Speeding down the wrong path Found my lane, then I rerouted Hottest in my city, I had every right to lay with scouting I got rich and left the hood Still don't leave the crib without it Swear it ain't no better feeling my number two album of the year is by Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib Bandana. It's, uh, you know, I, I, kind of, I kind of wish we had gotten around to talking about Freddie Gibbs this year because he's had a really interesting career and he's sort of in a, he's in a kind of a funny place in the industry. It's somewhat similar to Danny Brown. They have mm. similar timeline, mm-hmm. but it's like, he's like a gangster rapper who most gangster rappers tend to be the popular rappers. You uh-huh. know what I mean? But he is like sort of the king of the underground for gangster rap for this decade, more or less. Yeah. He's someone, he more than any other rapper, he is a rapper that was born in the wrong time. If he was around in the 90s, yeah. he would be like a, considered like one of the greatest rappers of all time. It's probably true, yeah. He's, his style is not like in the era of Future and Young Thug yeah. and, and the trap being sort of the the crime rap of of the decade of the of the day mm-hmm. it's like freddie gibbs is 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 like a, it's like for the 90s almost it's true it's it's just like his his music is just whereas like future and thugger they're more their music is is it's a lot about the feeling and it's like mm-hmm. the way that they say certain words and it's like you know the, the just the feeling that they evoke by like the way that they enunciate or mm-hmm. you know what the autotune is doing to their voice. Yeah. Where Freddie is like a writer. He's exactly. like a, a writer. Yeah. So his, if you put, you know, earlier today I was listening to, I was like thinking a lot about this old Freddie Gibbs verse from his uh, currency song called Scotty Pippins. And like, there's one section of, of this, uh, of Freddie's verse that has like just been stuck in my head since the moment I heard it. Cause I'm mm. just like, it's just like so well articulated and so bar heavy, but also like just extremely, visual like it creates a visualization it's also like almost like a like a coming of age story in a verse you know and um yeah it's just like and he's been doing that for like you know this entire decade just like and that's this is a verse from a like kind of not a throwaway song but like a song that's so easy to like miss to miss or not even as a freddie gibb fan not even think about it you know and he but it's just that's just a testament to how good of a rapper he is that he has verses that for some people would be you know the thing that everyone talks about for that artist and with Freddie, it's like, you know, he's had six albums or six projects out since then, probably, yeah, yeah. you know? He, I mean, if, so what I say is if you kind of like Freddie Gibbs music, uh, go see him live. Yes. That, I, I, I always, always like, I liked him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said I, he was like one of my favorite rappers, but going to see him live totally changed my perspective on him. I I don't think I can say that about any other rapper ever. Hmm. The, but like we went, I went to see him with you at and, the Hoxton. At the Hoxton, yeah. and it was in like, like 2012 or it, something. Yeah, 2013, something like that. Uh-huh. And it was like, no, it was it was, it was 2014. It was 2014 because wow. I it, it was the Hoxton like, was open in 2014. It was like the last. It was like one of the wow. the last things. Anyway, uh, it. Uh, I, I say it because I know that um, Pinata, they, he played a song from Pinata, mm. although that stuff started leaking earlier. So yeah. maybe it, it was. 
Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It was like watching, I was like, this is, must have been what it was like to watch Tupac. He had so much energy. He had his shirt off the whole time. He was just like, it was like, he performed songs that I hadn't even heard before. And I was like, so into them. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he was, was, he just had so much charisma and he's frankly in this day and age when most rappers are, uh, if they're, if they're good are packing out like a rebel, which is our, our local, like what? 3000 person venue. Yeah, I think it's like 3,300. Yeah. It's like a 3000 person, you know, like you're not going to be, unless you get there five hours early and line up at the front, which if you're old like us, you're not going to do. Yeah. That's you. Teenager movements. You're like miles away from the artist. But Freddie Gibbs is someone, unless it's a festival, if he's doing like a club tour, he's probably doing like Danforth size. He's doing Velvet Underground, which is like 400 seats. Exactly. There's standing room. Yeah. You can be, it's like you can feel his presence. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean, this record, Mad Lib is an all-time great producer. If you're one of the people that listens to this this, this, um, podcast that was like a really big rap fan back in the day. And sort of likes the new stuff, but like really loves, still loves like the 90s and 2000s. Mm-hmm. Listen to this record. Man, shout out to uh, our man, Tim, uh, Tim W., mm-hmm. my man former, like, uh, from Pennsylvania, but is out in, uh, I think, I believe in New Jersey now. And he, he, I feel like this is like, he's a, I think he's a big Freddie Gibbs fan and he, that's this is like his, that's his your shit. description is, yeah. ex- this is like exactly his shit. Yeah, yeah. So from uh, Bandana, I'm going to play, let's go with Palmolive. We're featuring Pusha T and Killer Mike. This one speak for itself. It's just speak for itself, you know what I mean? Season, fucking my pastor, darling, to Jesus, peace. Yeah. Dropping this blow on the basement floor, my yeast squeaking. Yeah. Revenue fan, I pledge allegiance. Undefeated, fuck the 40 acres and the mule. They gave us niggas the eagles, hot pot spoons and needles. Yeah. Sold a piece of crack, the police is Mario Van Peebles. Uh. Serving every prime green and pookie with that vanilla smoothie. Scary, Gary, nigga, my neighborhood, something like delusion. Yeah. Vladimir Banana Clip, move with Russian collusion shooters. Uh. Fuck a track hole, selling that pussy on computers. Yeah. Pippin' and never die, Chad Butler and Hammond. Chunk and deuces, chunk and deuces, a hard white fish. Then I made a wish, but smoke is scrubbing down my kitchen. I'm never gonna wash a dish. It's Mr. Clean, pass all power model. These niggas don't know how hard you riding for their ass till you park it. In 1998, I sold the Glock 19 chopper. So, well, that means our number one album is the same. It's gotta be. Uh, Maxo Cream? Oh, I was Jesus King. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, My number one album is Maxo Cream's. Brandon Banks. It's also my number one album of Amazing. the year. By, Amazing. By a decent margin. Me too. Me too. I was, when I was really, you know, as someone who doesn't really think in list form, when I was like, okay, what, you know, one of the ways I was trying to evaluate this is like, what have I listened to the most this year? Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is definitely probably the, this is the uh, yeah. album, you know? I couldn't, it's like, it was, it's the kind of thing where I think you listened to, you were, you were onto it much earlier than I was. Mm-hmm. And on your recommendation, I, I got into it. And it was like the kind of thing where I was like, I should try some, listening to something new. And the reason I haven't listened to something like the Polo G record as much as I should have is that I am still playing the Brandon Banks. Like <laughs> like now, like I yeah. like, like when I'm like on the streetcar or whatever, I still want to listen to it because it is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. It's absolutely a masterpiece. And um, I think, I believe Maxo is managed by Rock Nation now. And I, and I think a part of the thing they were talking about for this album is that Jay-Z helped him with the sequencing of this album. Mm, that makes and sense. And this is just a well-sequenced album. The opening song is was one of the lead singles. And it's like, you know, your kind of classic prison letter 
rap song, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like like Nas has a, a a great one. Kodak Black has a very good one called Letter. Yeah, um, and it's like Maxo Maxo has the ability. Maxo is a storyteller. You know, every, it's like in his verses, there sometimes it's one story. Sometimes you'll hear five stories in a in a Maxo Cream verse, mm-hmm. and like and like and it's just wild to to have someone be the kind of like you know kind of be i guess this is also a bit of a trend now that like the the gangster rappers are are getting just better at writing or they're writing yeah, again it seems, yeah it's if true. you think about the polo g's yeah yeah um you know roddy rich if you yeah. would consider him like it's like they're just getting better at like at the writing of it yeah you know for sure and i don't know for i think there's also an element of like you know, Maxo Cream is from the exact neighborhood in Houston that I'm from, which is like it's pretty pretty wild. And also, isn't he? Uh, he's Nigerian as he's well. He's Nigerian. Yes, yeah. yes. So Maxo and I, you know, it's two divergent paths. You know, uh, <laughs> he took the rap route. I took the comedy journalism advertising route. You know, very com- very common. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. This and this album is is just. I don't know. It's, it's top a, to bottom. It's like one of the things that's so amazing about this this album is how much he talks about family on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like one of the you know one of the reasons rap is sort of anonymous is like you, you might get a dear mama song yeah. once in a while. Although it's it you know unless it like back in the day you had you know like um, the all that I uh, all that I got is you by Ghostface or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was really good. But you know this is this album is sort of like it's not all in that tone but it has that same intimacy to mm-hmm. it you know what i mean mm-hmm. when he talks about his his like literal or figurative brothers or his dad or his mom yeah. or just the people in his world he just paints this like this like sort of it's like almost like a, a novel you it know is what I mean? it's true and and you know it's not like it's not like all the things he's saying about his family are glowing he talks about yeah. you know beefs within his family people yeah. that like snitched on one another yeah he talks about like one of his um i believe it's his, his like his aunt like either his aunt or like uh or a cousin that basically snitched on his dad mm-hmm. or no yeah it's his aunt that snitched on his dad mm-hmm. and now he's like now it's awkward when i see my cousin like yeah, it's like yeah. you know it's like that like these are the kind of things that are in yeah in this and like there's so many songs that stand out for me, but like one of my favorites that was like one of the standouts to me was the song "Change" because he uses auto tune and this uh, Max Cream is an auto tune rapper, mm-hmm. but and he doesn't sing that much, mm-hmm. and like he sings on this and he uses auto tune and it, it just the fact that he's able to adapt his style into into the kind of autotune sound and make it still sound so uniquely like him was just like a huge standout for me. Yeah, and this is pro- probably one of my most played song of the year. So. This is a Maxo Cream change from Brandon Banks. How can you blame a nigga? I swear that money it change a nigga. When I got money it change some niggas. I bust on the rolling my chain got bigger. I lost my little homie it change a nigga. I keep a Glock 41 change my nigga. But now I got money put change on niggas. They call me OG. My niggas kill you for free, but I'ma still pay them niggas. Free CVD. Fuck the judge, the police. They tryna hang a nigga. Been sipping codeine and I just might die in my seat, so I go to bed with the stainless nigga. How can you blame a nigga? I swear that money it change a nigga. When I got money it change some niggas. I bust on the rolling my chain got bigger. I lost my little homie, it changed a nigga. I keep a Glock 41, change my nigga. But now I got money, put change on niggas. How can you blame a nigga? What I made to the top on the Lord. Yeah, so I mean, the last thing I'll, I'll say before we get into the singles about Max O'Cream is if you like gangster rap, uh, you know, if throughout the generations, whether it's 
50 Cent, Meek Mill, Mob Deep, whoever. Like Maxo Cream is like this is like a to me it's like the Kendrick Lamar album of gangster rap. Wow, you know what I mean? It's just so high concept. It's the writing is perfect. It's funny. It's moving. Go check it out. Yes. So let's let's get into our singles. Okay, let's just we're not going to go through them one by one. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. there's not much to say. Uh, we can we can comment on each one a little bit if okay. we feel like it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just go through your five? Yes, yeah, so my five are number five, Free Uzi by Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> nice. Just a great return after being away for a while and also just doing a style that he doesn't really do very often, which is just the kind of Philly, the North Philly like bars, mm -hmm. bars of plenty style and bodying it. Yeah. Number four, Location by Dave and Jay Huss. Mm. Um, Dave and Jay Huss are two of the most talented rappers in the game, full stop. Yeah. You know, And Location is like a very fun kind of romantic-ish, you know, song that like has some r&b leanings but also is like still very much a rap song but it's like it's a cute it's kind of, it's a cute song mm -hmm. you know yeah um and i think it it, it kind of appeals to a, a wide swath of people so love that number three act up by city girls yeah that's on mine that's i can't believe that song came fun. out this year because it feels like such a staple of my life yeah it's true you know yeah I guess I guess probably just as a DJ, it's like that's just one of the just, most dynamite songs. Yeah, we, it's like everyone loves this song. Every time, yeah, you, DJ, absolutely. You know? so. Everyone, everyone loves it. It's so good, and yeah. it's so fun to rap along to. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, I guess I, I wasn't. I was trying not to put songs that I'd put, like the artist. Yeah, yeah. But "Change" by Max Cream is my number two song. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and number one is a uh, intro by the Baby from his album Kirk, uh, which didn't make my top five list, but this is undoubtedly my favorite song of the year probably mm. and it's just like yeah the baby doing a more introspective a style like he we don't get much from him but hopefully we'll get more of is just like him doing the introspective thing and telling a little bit of a story yeah um so my my five uh polo g and little tj pop out um we already talked about that um but yeah this is a great single um, and then City Girls Act Up. We already talked about that. Number three is Doja Cat's Juicy. Mm, um, true. You know, great song. It is a great song. Um, Not the Tiger version. No, no. The, the original. Uh, uh, number two is, yeah, sort of, a, I was also trying to do the same thing, but I, I still really like this song a lot. Uh, it's Young Thug, J. Cole, and Travis Scott, The London. Wow. I really like that song. Interesting. You know? Yeah. I, I like, uh, yeah. I've talked about it uh, in the, in, if you are Doing what I told you to do, and then listen to the Young Thug episode after this, you'll hear me talk about why I like that song so much. And my number one song, of course, is uh, Nudie and Playboy Cardi, Kid Cudi. Yes, uh, it's a leak. Yeah, it's a leak. You know, I almost put uh, Futsal Shuffle on my top, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which yeah. is a little Uzi dance craze that is about to hit the nation. Yeah, I mean, by the time you listen to this, the song will be out, one hopes. Mm, probably. He said yeah. it's coming out. Are we going to expose when we're recording this? No. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it, it, well, yeah. It, it should be out by now. Yeah. Even the, the, the snippet is so good. Anyway, Kid Cudi. We talked about this in, in uh, our, at some point this year. Yeah, we did. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing video where uh, it's uh, like the, a skit where the guy's pretending to be a little nudie recording and then Playboy Cardi's the baby and he starts <laughs> rapping in the, in the studio. the baby voice. Yeah, it's so funny. So those are my, my top five. What are some of your honorable mentions, just briefly? Um, so honorable mention goes to Chanel Slides by Dreezy and Cashdoll. Mm. Um, these are just two barred up women who just know how to rap and 
completely it's like a, a you know kind of this in some ways this, this could be like such a throwaway like just a braggadocio song but the rapping is so good mm-hmm. and the imagery is just so specific and it has a great video mm-hmm. and i strongly recommend everyone go and watch it uh for me i would say it's sort of it's kind of my honorable mention for both song and for album is the dreamville compilation from this year yes. revenge of the dreamers three uh, i really like the song with uh featuring uh, Kendrick and the baby um, under the sun with J Cole and and Loot from the Dream repre- representing Dreamville. Uh, that the whole compilation is excellent. I mean, I was always kind of a doubter for the earlier Dreamville stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, this stuff is a little, it's not really my taste. It's a little, little boring. But this the Dream this Dreamville compilation, uh, I feel like skews a little bit more my way with like the features having yeah. people like the baby and. Young Nudie on it and and uh, and so on, but like it's it's so good and also J Cole has been so good this year. As much as I've made fun of him in the past and will probably continue to make fun of him in the future, uh, he was a truly excellent rapper in 2019. It's true. We were meant we meant to do an episode about him. Uh, Rachel, if you're listening, um, we apologize. Yeah, maybe in 2020. <laughs> if not, you can just Facetime us sometime when we're together, and we'll give you a private J Cole <laughs> mini pod. Mini pod, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's it. That's the best that's of, of 2019 to us. Um, what do you think of 2019? As a year? As a year in rap. I don't know, man. I think that the the highs, I don't know. I think that, you know, I you made a post in the Boosie Fade group about how rap hasn't, just wasn't in the top 30, 30? of yeah. the Pitchfork list. Yeah. First off, fuck Pitchfork. <laughs> Like, I'm just joking. I have friends that work there, but I don't talk to them. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, no, you know, I thought this was a. Uh, I think there there weren't there weren't as many like big breakout songs from mm-hmm. like marquee rappers. Yeah, you know, like even like you know Drake had kind of a quiet year, but even Money in the Grave was still a top ten hit. Like yeah. you know, Drake sneezes a top ten hit. Yeah, you know, yeah, like. But um, so there weren't there wasn't you know not nothing from Kendrick. Uh, yeah, the I mean Kanye's gone. Cardi, Cardi kind of. Yeah, yeah. Little Uzi isn't coming out until like right now. Travis got a highest in the room, which is kind of the middest in the room. Oh my god, that song is not my favorite. Yeah, it's. I think it's kind of terrible. To yeah, be with you. It's the fact that it debuted like, at number one is astonishing. Yeah, it's definitely Kardashian magic. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought I think that like from the from the marquee players, you probably didn't get that much. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of like. This is like the the creation of a lot of new stars this year who are poised to take over completely mm-hmm. next year. You got Megan, obviously. You got DaBaby. People like Lil TJ. Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich. These are like all people who are doing numbers yeah. and who are stepping into the into the spotlight. You yeah. Know? So it's a transitionary year. It's like I I think you know uh, we're we're yeah we've kind of mentioned this before on the pod, but I I, I yeah I'm with you. I think it's. Wasn't the best year for rap. I mean, it may, it makes you appreciate how good so much of this decade has been. But the interest, one of the things I thought was interesting about this year was actually the albums that came out were pretty tight. Mm. You know, like there were quite a few like strong album releases. The singles were actually worse, which is usually it's like like comparatively. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you look at the number of like solid albums in two thousand eighteen. It's probably not that different than 2019, uh-huh. but it's the the sort of momentous singles. Yeah, it's just true. We're not there. We don't have a Bodak Yellow this year. It's true. You know, let alone like some of the like big future songs, like or you know, there's some, like 
like yeah, Young Thug had had um, the London, the London and Big, or Hot, Hot. Yeah, sorry, hot. yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, there's some other other big stuff. You know, but... one th- one thing that I didn't mention that would definitely be an honorable mention to me is Jay Cole's song "Middle Child." Yeah, that's a big one. That's an outstanding song. Yeah, yeah. but it's still like it's, it's it's not a it's not a crossover like yeah. you know gonna dominate the chart song, but it's just like a really good song. Yeah, it's like 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 think about in you know 2015 you had like insane you would like to pimp a butterfly you have like dirty sprite if you're reading this yeah it's too late. It's, yeah like it's, it's like, like ds2 yeah. yeah that's and they all spawn on crazy singles yes it's true you know so i feel like it's that's that's sort that's of a, true i will also say that's a different that's a different streaming economy yes 2015 sure. like to now and like the the because especially the way that streaming dominates the charts if you, especially singles wise you know like i think there's a I could be wrong about this, but I feel like there's probably a more ephemeral nature with some of these songs. Like Highest in the Room. Mm-hmm. Is anyone going to love that song in three years? No. In three months? In th- yeah, there's going to be, there'll be several other Travis Scott songs that people like more, but that song debuted at number one on the charts, yeah, you know? It's true. So, yeah. I, no, I mean, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where the sound of, of music, rap music goes in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it'll be like, will the Migos be able to have, sustain their sort of a-list level i think it's, it's over it's for probably them. over for I them i think they 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 did the overkill thing and yeah. and i think they're killed yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean they'll be able to obviously they're gonna work and whatnot but it's yeah. like i can't i can unless they put out unless culture three is also 13 songs i yeah. can't imagine ever caring about the migos in that yeah. kind of way ever again exactly i mean future i think future put out a couple albums this year yeah he did the wizard yeah i don't remember anything about that uh, there's another one, I think. Like Future is like one of my favorite artists of all time, but the sound is is kind of dead. Save I th- me, was, save me. Yeah, what? The Wizard and Save Me. Yeah, yeah. Strange. I think it's yeah. I, I mean, honestly, it's like like I think. Also, honorable mention to Beyonce's Homecoming album. True. Yeah. True. Um, yeah, I feel like it's sort of like we're going back to 2009 when in Atlanta you had like Brick Squad. You know, uh, OJ the Juice Man, sort of similar to like a Young Nudie yeah, type thing. Yeah. Like it's it's becoming a little bit more regional. It, it all com- all of mu- rap music kind of came together. It felt like in the middle of the decade, mm-hmm. and now it's splitting off a little bit again. It's true, true. So true. anyway, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2020. Yeah, um, I predict it'll be better than this year. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And um, yeah, so. Thanks for listening to us in 20, 20, 2019. Yeah, we we got, got one more episode for this year. And then uh we'll be back in 2020 in some kind of some kind of new format, probably. And we might might pop up and do a, a an interview event again. Yeah. Like the one we did with DJ Academics, which if you haven't listened to that episode, uh go back. I believe it's two episodes ago. Yeah. Episode 53. Sounds yeah. right. Um, um great. Yeah, that's it. All right. Have a great week. Yeah.